Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome, welcome to Center Stage. All things arts and entertainment, we just believe you ought to know about it. We dedicate it to the 9 o'clock hour. So thank you for sticking and staying with us. I am so excited to talk about Ron Peluso, who's the Artistic Director of the History Theater. He is retiring after 27 years, 27 of his years. Now, when the History Theater announced this, some people were surprised and others were not. In fact, um, he is to retire as Artistic Director, effective on January January 1st of 2023. Now, during his 27-year tenure, Peluso has been a champion of untold stories of Minnesotans from diverse communities and an unequivocal supporter of writers at all ages of their careers, whether they be emerging or well-established. And he is joining us right now. How are you, Ron? Oh, I'm good, Sherilyn. Thank you. <laughs> what does it feel like to hear that being read back to you? <laughs> I was thinking, who wrote that? Our, our good PR team put that together, apparently. <laughs> that They did a good job, by the way. Okay, <laughs> let's just jump right into this, because first of all, I was saddened to hear that this was going to be it for you after 27 years, that you are retiring as of January 1st of next year. But what shows would you say moved you to keep doing what you were doing? Because you have had such unique and unusual stories, and these stories are about Minnesotans. <laughs> Well, you know, Geraldine, you know, I knew you were going to ask something like that, but, you know, 27 years ago, the, the first thing I did, well, the first three commissions that I I uh, arranged for was Phil Jones uh, telling the story of the Brotherhood, the, the union um, organizing of Pullman Porters here in St. Paul. Mm-hmm. And and then the next one was Beth Gilliland's story about a St. Paul woman who joined the Union Army disguised as a man. Uh, called Civil Ceremony. And then the last one was uh, your brother, J.D. Steele. Uh, we collected stories from high school students around the Twin Cities, and he wrote this piece called Inner City Opera. I and, it. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, those, are, those are some of my fond memories, just starting brand new, because I got the job in March of 95, and we had a season you know, 10 months later. And so we, we threw these shows together really quickly and uh, it was exciting times in those days for sure, to say the least. Well, tell me who Ron Peluso was when you first became an artistic director of the History Theater. Well, that's a interesting question. I, I finished my uh, master's degree, MFA in directing at the University of Minnesota. And I talked Jack Ruler into letting me work over at Mixed Blood. 
And I was a, he hired me as a stage manager, and I was horrible. I was just a terrible stage manager. Uh, but I, because I wanted to be a director, and those are two different mindsets for sure. But Jack right. gave me a chance to director at Mixed Blood and gave me, a, gave me my professional start over there. And uh, I think, you know, essentially I took a lot of that uh, Mixed Blood philosophy and brought it to history theater. That's amazing. I wish. I hope Jack is listening right now. But that really is amazing. Um, also, when they announced that you were retiring, it says that under Peluso's artistic leadership, History Theater was entertained, has entertained audiences while bringing to light stories about people and events that celebrate Minnesota's history. Now, you talked about that for a moment already. However, has there ever been a piece that you wanted to do and the family said no? You know, uh, I don't think there's ever been a case like that. If there are family members around, we usually uh, <laughs> we usually connect with them, and th- their first response is, "Well, this is really great," and and then they get scared, and then they kind of watch maybe a rehearsal with their hands over their eyes and peeking through their fingers, and then eventually their hands go down and there's a big smile that happens. <laughs> so, um, I mean, the goal is always. Uh, to honor the lives of the subjects that we have, uh, for the most part. I mean, there's always the you know story of Glenn Sheen and there's you know Elvin Creepy Carpus and Ma Barker and the gang that we yeah. talk about. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, uh, you know, we we try to honor the lives of people who've made a difference in in our cities and uh, and in our state and in our regions. So, so true. There have been many theaters that are uh, where the artistic directors are retiring. And we've been noticing this for the last, what, year and a half, two years. And so I'm just curious to know, you know, did you make the decision because you knew at this certain age you were going to retire? You had decided this with your family, with your wife, and you just said, hey, I'm going to retire by this particular age. Uh Or did you just say, you know what, I think I'm done? Well, I think there's, you know, there's been a lot of change going on in, in the theater world and in the country. Um, but I am 71, and, you know. Uh, and you look good. I, mean, <laughs> I still ride my do. bike and, and shoot a three-point shot from NBA land and sometimes make it. So uh, I've got some time ahead of me, and it's, it's important, I think, the, the last decade or two that I – you know, turn turn uh, over the keys to uh, another great artist, and they should take the history theater in a direction that uh, is good for the 21st century. So I'm content with it all. And, well, I really, uh, I, I hope, sir, it. forgive me for interrupting you, but I really hope that you will celebrate this time that you're letting go, right? So are you having a big retirement party, or are you just kind of going okay. quietly into that night? So I, I think my board of directors and our staff aren't going to let me go quietly. <laughs> so <laughs> I think they've already got plans for me to show up at dinners and, and stuff. So, um, But, uh, you know, I don't know what the future actually brings for me, but uh, right now I'm just busy trying to keep the, the ship floating during the craziness of COVID. And, we had, you know, we had a near sold out, show this afternoon and we had two wonderful understudies jumping into the runestone rock musical that has one more week to go can we get there <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, that kind of stress that you know, some younger person should have you know 
Well, I, I'm sure that they're going to make a great decision. In fact, the board of directors have established a search committee and will be engaging an outside search firm to assist in a national search for the next artistic director of the History Theater. My goodness, what a goal to reach. And I can imagine how challenging that could be. Are you going to weigh in at all? Are they going to sit down with you and go, okay, here's this one person, and we like this person. Can you tell us what you're thinking about it? Or are you completely uh, away from that whole idea of, of interfering? Well, I think I think it's best that I stay out of the, uh, out of the picture and let the board of directors who are – you know, I have to say, for 27 years, I've had a wonderful group of community advocates, our board of directors, who've who've just been there, so so uh, dedicated to the mission. And I think they understand the mission, and I think it's their responsibility to, you know, make the selection for the next AD. So I'll stick out of it. They they may ask me my advice on occasion, and that's fine. But it's a you know history theater belongs to the community and uh, we have a good and diverse board and we should be able to make a good decision. Well, the theater is one of the country's most impressive new play development homes, bringing to full production new work by Jeffrey Hatcher, Melanie Marnick, um, Harrison David Rivers, Jessica Wong, and Kim Hines. And Dor- I mean, we could go on and on. And how many people, you know, kind of served under your tutelage and, and you helped bring those stories to light. So I just want to tell you, thank you so much for all that you've done. Thank you so much for all that you've done at the History Theater. There were stories told that many of us didn't know anything about and you brought them to light. So I thank you for that. If there was a song that I would sing to you, it would be, <laughs> you raise me up so I can stand on mountains. And there are many of us that would agree with that song. So just know we love you. Oh my God, I can't believe January 1st is not far away. And we'll be talking about you a lot more even after January. So stay tuned. I'm not going to let you go that easy, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Over the years, uh, it's always been a, a treat to come on your show and talk about the, the new work that we're doing. And you've been a big fan and supporter, and you know, we love you back. So uh, thank you for those lovely and kind words. It's a pleasure, sir. Take care. Please take care. All right. You take care. That's... Talk to you soon. Okay. That is Ron right. Peluso. Bye-bye. If you don't know him, you don't love him. If you don't know who he truly is, let me tell you, we do love him. And he has given an opportunity to so many of us that are actors. And I would not call myself an actor, but many people I know and love are. And he is retiring as of January 1st of 2023. Can't wait to see what um, route the History Theater will take next. All right, we're going to take a break and come back with Dana Martinez, who's the Vice President of Programming and Education at the Ordway. I know her. I love her. I can't wait to have her on. All right, we'll be back in a moment. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh my goodness, I am so excited, as you heard a moment ago, um, having Dana Martinez, Vice President of Programming and Education at the Ordway, join us right now. We're going to talk about the Flint Hills Family Festival that is on the way, and uh, this is happening at the Ordway on June 3rd and 4th, and there is a lot to take in from Flint Hills. How are you, Dana? It's so good to have you join me tonight. Oh, thank you, Gerilyn. It's so wonderful to be here. I'm great. It's been a long time since we've seen each other. Not so long since we've talked to each other, but it's been a while since we've seen each other. And of course, I'm curious yeah. to know, you've been at the Ordway for how many years now? Oh, oh my goodness. I think it's been 25 years now. <laughs> oh my goodness. No way. No way. <laughs> yes, yes. And various capacities. But yeah, it's 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 flown by. <laughs> Well, Vice President of Programming and Education is pretty serious mm-hmm. when it comes to a theater or a place like the Ordway. And I can just imagine some of the challenges you've had over these 25 years. But what has brought you joy so far? Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I think my my favorite thing is to connect artists with audiences. That's what I always get joy from. Uh, I love sitting in a theater and and looking at the audience watching them enjoy what's going on on stage. That's, that's, that's my biggest joy. It really is. <laughs> so let's talk about that joy that's happening yeah. on stage at the Flint Hills Family Festival. And oh that's happening on June, uh, Friday, June 3rd, and Saturday, June 4th at the Ordway Center for the Performing Arts. And I can just imagine every year you guys have a smoking lineup. And I'm just curious to know, is it all going to be outdoors? Is some of it going to be indoors? So many questions, so little time. Now go. <laughs> Yes, yes. Well, it is our first in-person festival since 2019 because we've been kind of doing a a virtual last couple of years. But um, we are having a full-fledged festival. It's going to be so much fun. It's uh, both indoors and outdoors. Our indoor shows um, 
are um, you know only eight dollar eight dollar tickets, and then outdoors everything, all the performances and activities are absolutely free. So um, once again, we're we're providing uh, a wonderful event at low low cost or no cost to families, and it's and it's performing arts that yeah, it's definitely for kids, but the whole family can enjoy it. So I hope everyone comes down to to see what's going on. You know, you guys say, or you mention on your website, that Ordway's annual festival, this Flint Hill mm-hmm. Festival, is celebrating yep. the artist in every child. Tell us more sure about is. that. Yes. Well, first of all, uh, all the performances that, that happen at the festival are created with children and families in mind. Uh, but then also we have outside the activities, we've got uh, what we call festival partners, and those are uh, nonprofit uh, arts organizations and social service organizations who host art, art activity tents. So the kids can actually, uh, you know, be creative and, and be artists themselves at the festival. So they can enjoy the, the arts that they see, and then they can be artists as well. And that's, that's really what we're going for at the festival. You know, for 20 years, you've been doing the Flint Hills uh, Family Festival. And, of course, you've welcomed over a million students, teachers, and families since its inception in 2001. Here's the thing for me. My goodness, we have that many artists in this town. (laughs) Sometimes you bring them back again and again, and other times you've got newer ones and newer ones coming (laughs) in. What are you hearing from the children today? Because the children today are different from the children from 20 years ago. They sure are, yeah. Um, They, you know... A lot of times, actually, we have children performing on the stages, too, on, especially on the outdoor stages. We, we have had a, um, a group, uh, for example, called Los Alegres Bailadores, and they've been around for 40 years of folkloric uh, Mexican dance. And uh, they, they have, they're, they're also kind of a school. They teach children how uh, to dance those folk, folkloric dances. And so we've had kids grow up with the festival. It's quite amazing. Um, <laughs> people who are, you know, in their 20s now um, remember when they danced at the festival their, their first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but another, you know, we do try to keep it fresh every year as well. And so this year, it's very exciting. We have a um, dance party, a family dance party on Friday evening uh, from 5 to 8. And the, the band who's kind of headlining that night is a really fresh young band called None Above. They are oh, so wonderful. Love them. Love them. Yes. Yes, they're so great. And they're, you know, they're uh, from they're local, they're from Woodbury, they're siblings and they've been on America's Got Talent and they're just fabulous. So I cannot wait uh, to have them playing outside uh, with a dance party. You can come and enjoy with your family and get your face painted and <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And this year you yeah. have Cirque Mechanics, which is Birdhouse Factory, mm-hmm. which looks yep. really interesting, and so much more. I mean, if you go on to ordway.org slash festival, I think people okay. will be really surprised what all you are offering. And, of course, like you said, some are on the stage and others are outside mm-hmm. on the stage. Is it one stage outside or are there several stages for this well, event? We've got, yeah, we've got one stage outside right in front of the Ordway in Washington Street. And then we've got an outdoor spectacle. They're called Squonk Opera. They're going to be performing in Rice Park, uh, which is right across the street from the Ordway. And mm-hmm. then new this year, we've got um, the Spire Credit Union Food Truck Alley. So that's where we're going to have food trucks, but then also some performers over in Landmark Plaza as well, just a couple of blocks from the Ordway. So there's a lot of performance spaces outside, yeah. Um, and then, of course, we have three stages inside that will be going on during the festival, too. 
Now, you guys have been um, sending buses out to pick up children and bring them mm-hmm. to the Ortway for so many of your performances. Do you do the mm-hmm. same for this festival? We sure do. Um, yeah, the, the festival actually starts on May 31st, and we have four school days. Um, and every day we, we bring uh, school children in to see performances going on indoors, and then uh, they enjoy uh, all, of the, all of the activities going on outdoors as well. And uh, I think this year we're going to have around 6,000 school children coming down during those four days. So we're so excited to welcome them back. That's it's, that's it's incredible. Been so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the one thing I love about it, you guys incorporate all people from all walks in life, you know, from different countries. And it's really mm-hmm. quite re- remarkable. If you go online to Ordway.org and look at who's going to be performing, seriously, I think you're going to be blown away by it. You guys have been doing this for 20 years, and I never get tired of talking yeah. about it. I never get tired Thank of you. promoting it because, really, it's <laughs> so spectacular. Now, you have all of these other shows that are happening at the Ordway as well. I and sure not only not only are you doing the Flint Hills, but you're doing all of those big shows at the uh, Ordway as well. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what's going on at the Ordway Absolutely. other than the Flint Hills? Tell us more. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, um, actually, coming up not long after the festival, we've got Black Violin. Um, they are, oh, uh, we had to reschedule so them in go. April. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, you can. You can get, you, there are tickets available. It uh, happens June 17th. Right. Um, and then and then we did announce our next season as well. It's very exciting. Um, at the end of March, we announced our new season. And, uh, oh, my gosh, we've got so much going on. Um, so we're going to start out. We've got Nachito Herrera and the oh, Havana Jazz, Jazz All-Stars. Yeah, they're on September 24th. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got, with our Broadway at the Ordway uh, series, we've got six, the musicals. Um, it's opening the, the Broadway series in October. It's just an amazing, amazing musical. We had it, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, and it's now it's on its uh, second uh, national tour. And we're so excited to have it back. Yeah, um, that's the one with the six yeah. women, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. The, the, uh, <laughs> Henry VIII's Wives, yes. A musical exactly. Wives, but it is so, it's so hot. I love it. It's, it's such a great show. Um, okay, then yeah, my then, final question for you is, yeah, you know, yeah. the Native Pride Dancers. Um, yeah. Tell me what that is, because immediately I start thinking about the LGBTQIA community. So is that mm. what we're talking about when you say Native Pride or no? We're talking about the Native this Americans that are Native you know, American, doing great yeah. things right here in our, mm-hmm. in our state. Yes, this is, a, this is a wonderful company, Native Pride Dancers, who are led by Larry Yazzie. And it is, it is totally about uh, pride, uh, Native American pride. Um, he has been doing this work for so long, um, promoting Native arts, and uh, he he does um, a lot of the the dances you would see at powwows. So, and he he brings them to the stage, and it's just amazing. So he does um, all of the fancy dances, and um, he's 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 just a, a a really wonderful teacher and artist, and I'm just so proud to have him as part of our our festival um, year after year. So yeah, he's going to be on the stage a couple of times during the week for the, for the school kids. And then, uh, on the family weekend as well. So I so remember um, yeah. having the powwows happen. You know, it, I encourage yeah. anyone that can go to a powwow, go. It is so spiritual and so powerful. Go, really go is. and see it, go and experience mm-hmm. it. And not as many schools go as they used to. So I really hope yeah. people will come and watch and be a part of it all. This is so yeah. exciting what you guys are doing. Uh, Dana, what a pleasure. Thank is you, there girl. anything else you want to remind us of before I let you go? Well, you know, just come down and enjoy yourselves at the festival. It's it's going to be, um, you know, a place where you can uh, feel like you can just 
let loose and have fun. We need it now. Um, we've been, you know, we've been cooped up. We haven't been able to get together, and this will be a great uh, time to be able to, to do that with your family. So I hope people come down and, and enjoy. Well done. Congratulations yeah. on another year. I know it's going to be great, and I hope to get out there and be a part of it. Thank you so much, Dana. Uh, thank you so much, Darlene. Appreciate it. You're welcome. That is Dana Martinez. She's Vice President of Programming and Education at the Ordway. And if you don't get a chance to go see the Flint Hills Family Festival at the Ordway on June 3rd and 4th, you are seriously going to miss something. And if you please just remember to go and see so many of these groups, including None Above. It's a family of four, and they get better and better every time they open their mouths and play their instruments. So go see them. Go check it out. We'll be back in a moment after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward Medela is the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours the energy the tough labor you are a fighter and Medela is your reward Medela the mark of a fighter Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Center Stage, all things arts and entertainment. We just believe you ought to know about it. And our guest right now is here to talk about the 40th annual luncheon featuring an expert conversation at the depot, or as they call it, um, um, the, the Renaissance uh, Hotel in downtown Minneapolis, right off of 3rd and Washington. And I am telling you, Women and Women does great things. You want to hear about it, what they do? Marnie Wells is joining us. She's Women Winning Interim Executive Director, and she's joining us to talk about the Women Winning's 40th Annual Luncheon. How are you, Marnie? I'm doing great, Geraldine. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. You guys do great work. You know this. I've been to some of your events, and I've even been up on that stage. And let me tell you, the power in the room, when you know that there are women that are very interested in running for office, I cannot tell you how exciting that has been for me. So well done. Tell us all about the big 40th annual luncheon that is happening on this 27th of June. I will do. And thank you. I agree with you. Our luncheon is one of the most powerful days of the year, and I love that you've been a part of this over the years with us. Women winning. We, um, like, like you said, we've been around for 40 years and we've been building a mom- just a momentum of people who are all supporting a woman's right to choose. Um, our 40th anniversary is even more special this year because we'll be in person. Um, just as you said, we'll be downtown Minneapolis at the Depot Hotel. And back when in, we started in 1982, we were... Um, on the cutting edge of training, recruiting, and electing pro-choice women to all levels of public office, from she's from Park Board to President of the United States. Mm. 
And of course, we know that what you're doing is so important, particularly what we're hearing about today uh, when it comes to women and uh, running for office or women in our bodies. I mean, we could go on and on and on. This is an incredible time for women. So I'm so excited that you're doing this annual luncheon again and this expert conversation that's going to take place. Tell us more. Yes, happy to. Um, We are bringing the best and the brightest on stage with us. We've got... Um, we've got Dr. Trexler, Dr. Sarah Trexler. She's the medical director for Planned Parenthood. We also have Erin Mae Quaid, and we also have Representative Kelly Morrison. And we couldn't be more thrilled that the women on stage will be moderated and um, facilitated with Shalita Brundage. Shalita Brundage. She is one of our own right here at WCCO. <laughs> we are so proud of her. Well, we, we are honored. We're absolutely honored because we know she's in high demand and she chose our event on June 27th to be part of this critical, critical um, discussion around a woman's right to choose an abortion. Right. And, and as we know, the pro-choice women um, who will protect reproductive rights for generations to come, this is what we're looking for, right? We, we are really looking for that. Here's the challenge for me. The challenge is this is an ever-changing conversation. How in the world will this powerful panel um, be able to tell all that they need to tell about what needs to be talked about, which is pro-choice for women? Um, I, don't, I don't know how you're going to do it. I know Shaletta is, is brilliant at this sort of thing, but... But I can just imagine the whole event going over an hour, and you can't do that. I know you guys are a stickler for sticking with the time, so God bless you. (laughs) I can imagine the questions that will come forward. Yes, and we are, um, you know, our intention for this day is to spark everyone's enthusiasm around getting out to vote. We've got big goals for this 2022 electoral um, election season. Um, first and foremost, we need to reelect Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan and Governor Tim Wall to protect mm-hmm. choice in Minnesota. Um, another big goal, and we are well positioned to um, bring this home, is to flip the, um, the House and the Senate so that they are both pro-choice. And we know that this luncheon is just, just one opportunity where people can come out, learn about the issue, and be reinforced around the, the what's at stake here, not only today and in the near future, but for generations to come. So our goal is to inspire and activate people so they take action. With three panelists dealing with this really critical time with this subject, tell me how much time do they have? How much time do the panelists have to give their answers and participate in this? We are spending about 40 minutes on the panel. So we want to dedicate as much time as possible so that they have an opportunity to share their expertise um, from their own perspective, whether it's being a medical director or um, being an elected official. And there'll be a thousand people in the room. So it's going to be a very, very powerful day. Wow. A thousand people. That is fantastic. Fantastic. Well done. So as you move forward, Marnie, I know that you are very hopeful for this event. I know this event is going to be impactful for the women that are uh, attending. And there are some men that attend as well, correct? That is absolutely correct. We invite everyone. This isn't just a women's issue. This is actually an entire family issue. And we want everyone to see themselves as part of creating an environment where a woman's right to choose is protected from today moving forward. And, and are you sold out? 
We are almost getting there. It has been amazing to see the tickets just flying off the shelf. So people need to move quickly. Yeah, move quickly. When she says that, listen, everyone, move quickly. If you want tickets, where do they go? A um, couple ways. One, first and foremost, go to our website, which is womenwinning.org. Um, and you can certainly email us. We're checking our emails every day, all day, seven days a week. And the email address is info, I-N-F-O, at womenwinning.org. Okay, so as we uh, move forward with this, a lot of people say, oh, if it's a luncheon, are you going to be, you know, giving, you know, uh, bidding on certain things? Do you have auction items? It's not like that. This is a, this is a luncheon that people need to come and see this program and really understand you have good food, no problem with that, but you're going to meet great people at the tables that you sit at. And I have been at, at a couple of these, and I'm telling you, if you get a chance, go, go and check it out. Um, is there anything else you want us to know? Boy, I, I can't stress enough how powerful this movement is right now. We are, we are on fire. We are organized. We've been, the momentum is building. We know that in Minnesota, abortion is legal and will remain legal, even if the Supreme Court overturns Roe. However, we know that we'll see a 700, excuse me, a 371 increase in women who are whose nearest abortion provider would be here in Minnesota. So we will be impacted greatly. And in fact, uh, what's very stunning to us is the majority of abortion patients are people of color. And we know that there are reports that could be 33% increase in pregnancy-related deaths for black people. This is a very serious issue, not only here in Minnesota, of course, but across the country. I do understand that. And uh, it's... it's um... It hurts to even talk about it, to even hear yeah. those words come out, but it's necessary to make sure that people know and understand what is happening to these women um, and girls, by the way. You know, it's yeah. not just women. It are girls that are under 18 years old that are dealing with this as well. So I am so grateful for women winning and that you guys are going to address this subject. Um, and people, if you want information, just go to womenwinning.org or you can go to info.womenwinning.org. Dot org. And please tell my friend Shaletta that I know she's going to do a fantastic job. And yes. uh, I'm grateful to know that there's still tickets available because I might try to get in. I'm just saying uh, I might try to get in. <laughs> so thank you so much, Marnie. Thank you, Gerilyn. Appreciate it. We'll see you on June 27th at our annual I luncheon. I sure hope so. I hope so. You take care of yourself. And thank you for fighting for all of us. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a break and come back with our final guest, Tonight, Sue Scott. We'll be back in a moment. Well, now, our final um, interview tonight for Center Stage is someone that I've known and loved for many years. She's a veteran radio actor, Sue Scott, best known as the female cast member of Public Radio's A Prairie Home Companion. She brings the third season of her popular live show and podcast called Island of Discarded Women. She's bringing that to the lounge at the Women's Club of Minneapolis on the second Sunday of every month, uh, recorded in front of a live audience in a dinner club setting, and then released as a podcast 
podcast episode a few weeks later. Now, this venue is a perfect match for Island of Discarded Women. I love that title. And uh, Sue believes it for sure. And the Women's Club of Minneapolis is passionate about empowering women to make a difference in the community. And that's what this live show and podcast is all about. And of course, Sue Scott is joining us as our final guest tonight. How are you, Sue? I'm good. I'm good, (laughs) Geraldine. We did it. We did it. We finally got here. It's a miracle. <laughs> My goodness, you have had great success. Um, and I don't know how long it took you to get where you are today, but your podcast and this show that you do, um, it's amazing how many people know about it already. Well, I mean, we started in, in 2019 and we kind of we got on a roll really quickly. And, uh, and then in 20, you know, March of 2020, we had to shut down because of uh, covid and oh, so yeah. I tried to keep the keep the uh, the podcast going, doing what I was calling from home episode. Uh, and you you were our guest in one of those episodes that we recorded uh, through Zoom. But now we're back live. We went back live uh, this past October at the Women's Club. They rolled out five red carpets for us, and the lounge is just this beautiful, gorgeous room. And you come, you have dinner and drinks if you want, and you watch our show and. We're, we're, you know, we're hitting all the, we're hitting, we're, we're trying to hit all the buttons as far as um, motivating each other, empowering each other, inspiring each other. Uh, it's entertaining, it's engaging, it's, it's uh, moving. So all those things. Well, it's amazing. The um, the guests that you've had in the past has been Anne Bancroft. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, Nikimi yeah. Levy-Armstrong, an attorney, uh, broadcast journalist Kathy Werzer, Ukrainian-American singer-composer Natalie, is it Nalyeski? It's, it's no, Nowitzki. Nowitzki. Nowitzki, okay. And transgender trailblazer Susan Kimberly. So just yeah. knowing the eclectic um, voices that are heard on this, and people can come and watch it as well at the Women's Club of Minneapolis, it's amazing what you've done. Tell me what inspired you to do this? Well, I was inspired because I, at, at a few years ago, I was sort of, it struck me that there's these societal norms that women deal with as far as, um, you know, there's sexism, ageism, and that kind of thing. And, and often the, the response was, well, that's just the way it is. And I, I wanted to ask why. Why is that just the way it is? And I was craving hearing other women sort of share their stories, TED Talks, interviews, you know, that kind of thing. So I thought, well, let's, if, if I'm inspired by hearing other women's stories, some women who have reinvented themselves or overcome obstacles or, you know, all those things, or just lived very different lives than I have, then I thought, well, if I'm so inspired by these people, maybe somebody else will be too. And I also wanted to create, uh, find a place where I can create. And uh, so I've gathered together a cast of all-female uh, actor, writers, uh, singer, songwriters, spoken word artists, and so we have quite a a, a, um, a bevy of I don't know is bevy the right word <laughs> bevy why not uh, a bevy of actors and um, and um, artists that work on the project as well, and then we have our special guests that I do an interview with during the show. So it's it's very much a variety show. It's very much of a variety evening. And uh, I'm so excited. And you have about different that. ages as well, don't you? Yes. Our cast, our youngest in our cast is 23, and our oldest is uh, 75. So our cast is very diverse in age and uh, race and, uh, and just sort of backgrounds and everything. 
And I am just so fulfilled in learning every day. I'm learning every day. Okay, that's what so. you do, though. That's what you yeah. are a learner at heart. There it is. And I, I just yeah. want to know, are you ever going to turn this into a television show or something well, like we do, that? We, yeah, we have talked about streaming, whether we stream it. Uh, and so we, we, may, we may move into that kind of thing where people could actually watch us doing it. But right now, it's just so, it's so uh, there's such a sense of community with all of us in the room together. And and then obviously we have people around the country who listen to the podcast, you know, once it's edited and out there. But there's just such a uh, energy uh, and a connection that that uh, you can't, you know, you can't beat right. live. You can't beat yeah, that exactly. live room, right? Exactly. So I just want to mention that, you know, the tickets are, are available. They're $20. If people want more information, of course, they can pay at the door when they arrive, correct? They don't have to do you it. You can do that as well. Yep. You can pay right? ahead of time. And, uh, or, yep. Right. And the doors open at 530. There's a light dinner and drinks, as you heard her talk about. And, you know, the live show only runs from 7 to 830 p.m. There's free parking that's available on site at the Women's Club of Minneapolis. And that's right by Loring Park, right? Right. Yep. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So I wish you well with this. Sue. you this is your third season, right? Yes. Wow. Congratulations, honey. And I can't wait to see who else you're going to uh, let us hear about. Um because you yes, really we've got some Georgia Ford and Greta Oglesby coming up for this uh, ah, June 12th. Awesome, June 12th. awesome. June 12th. All right, we'll be looking yes. for that, and thank I, you and so can much. We say the, can we say the website? Can you say the yes, website? Yes, yes, yes. Go right ahead. Yeah, so it's www.islandofdiscardedwomen.com. And all your information, how to buy tickets, where it is, what we're doing, our guests, all of that's there. Congratulations, and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. That's my friend Sue Scott. We'll be back with the final hour, the Mom and Michael hour, in just a moment. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus ATT and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.